This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the lands and the waterways where this episode is being recorded. Further, we acknowledge the cultural diversity of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and pay respect to the elders past, present and future. Hi everyone, it's Betty and Claire and we are back for the fifth episode of Women Behind the Media. This episode we have a guest who has worked in various different fields in the media so we are super keen to get to chat with her. So let's get into the episode. Today on the podcast, we have experienced journalist and media professional, Ebony Ablett. How are you today, Ebony? I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not used to being the one being interviewed. But good. The roles How are have you been reversed. Yeah, no, good. We're yeah, good. we're good. We're good. We're good. Now, I understand that you started in radio. What motivated you to pursue your career in that specific industry? I actually started in TV. Okay, so... well, I lied then. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I was in radio just before I met you guys. I actually started out in PR. I found it really hard to crack into journalism and started out there, but then an opportunity popped up in TV back home that I applied for, not thinking I had a chance. And yeah, so I started out in TV. COVID was a very interesting time for me. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. uh, my contract um, in TV wasn't able to be renewed as a result of that with everything going on. So during that time, I actually went to PR but in politics in political media for a little while I got offered a job in print a newspaper I used to read as a kid so that was pretty cool for that one oh, that's cool and then yeah jumped into radio and then wasn't really looking for uh, moving or another job or anything like that and an opportunity popped up in Queensland for me so I took that and now I'm back in TV again a little bit of a Lovely. strange one I just want to clarify Claire and I worked with Ebony in June Yes. Yes, June. Yes. June, where we did some work experience with Ebony. So that's, we actually spent a full week with her. Yes. Now, delving further into your experiences within the media industry, considering that you're still very young, do you think that your age has had an impact on your career? Thank you for calling me young. I feel (laughs) feel really good about that one after that. I think so. Like, I know, I've I've listened to the other episodes that you've done and you guys have interviewed people with, you know, decades worth of experience. But I kind of really find that, being young and getting into it it can be really really hard i find that in some ways um, people can struggle to be taken seriously when they don't have a lot of experience right out of uni because they've just graduated and i found that one a little bit hard initially until you get that first job you don't necessarily have all that experience and i think the time that i went into it is really really hard as well because the changing landscape you know, COVID's come in, there's been changes to regional journalism across the country and, you know, being young and trying to navigate a career when, you know, the whole industry is kind of shifting and changing, it makes it, it makes it incredibly difficult. It does. Um, so, like, going off that, do you think it affects how seriously people may take you? I think maybe, like, when applying for jobs and things like that, I find not necessarily when I'm calling people and asking them to talk or anything like that, I find that people's you know, probably value the news more in those sort of circumstances. They'll come up, I've had, you know, people come up to me and be like, hey, you're that girl on the news, which is embarrassing. (laughs) Um, But they're like, I've got this really cool story or I want to talk to you about this or this experience has happened. And you get that kind of a lot there. And a lot of the time as well, when you call people, 
they're always willing to to have a chat and get their point across. So I don't I don't necessarily think I've found that, but I'm I'm sure it happened. Do you believe that your experience as a young media professional is different from that of those who were a bit older than you? Obviously, with the like you said, the landscape changing so much over the last when you were beginning your career compared to what it might have been when they started. I think so, definitely. Like a lot of, for example, like regional TV, you know, bulletins have shut down or they've combined, and you're finding that has happened a lot more in in the last couple of years. It's like I'm here in Rockhampton and I think it was only like three years ago. So only when I was kind of really had just started out as a journalist here in Rockhampton, there was nine, there was wind, there was seven, and there was a stronger presence with ABC. There were daily papers and, you know, three years isn't a really long period of time. It's how long most people are at uni. But mm-hmm. now, you know, wind's a statewide bulletin. There's seven, there's no nine local here. And, you know, there's one paper that prints, you know, twice a week um, and the, the daily paper is now just online. Like it's just, it's not what it was when I first started and it's definitely not what it was when, you know, a lot of people, like you guys were talking to Sharon Adela, like when she started, you know, 20-something years ago, it was completely different there. And I guess it is kind of a worry as to what it, what it might end up. But I think it, for me, I guess it's, maybe I could say it's given me the will and the want to fight a little bit more for what I want and not to toot my own horn, but what I maybe think I deserve in certain kind of, not that I deserve the world or anything like that, but it just kind of, it pushes you to work harder and to get, you know, the voices out there more because what we do really can make a difference to people. So it's it's important still. It's very important. That's very true. So social media has quickly become a major element of your job and the industry. Do you think that it has changed the way you think and how news is perceived? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess it's kind of been something that I, it's always been an additional part of what I do. So it's, if you're out on a really specky job or something like that, you'll take a quick photo, you can post it to Twitter or, you know, your your work's social media page or heck, sometimes if I'm doing something really stupid or really, really fun, (laughs) like, you know, I might have a meerkat on my shoulder or something like that. I'm totally going to put that on my own Instagram because that's cool. But I guess it kind of, social media, it does change things because people access their news a lot more through Facebook. A lot of people access it through Twitter. Some people still access it through Instagram and, and things like that. A lot of, you know, when I was working at the paper, things were shared on our Facebook page. And that's where like a lot of the views kind of came from, whereas traditionally that wasn't there. I think it's good, like it gives you a new avenue, but it also yeah, makes it more competitive as well. So there is that additional pressure, but I think, you know, what we learned a couple of years ago when you know Facebook shut down all the news sites and mm. it was a very stressful time period. But, you know, we kind of learned that through all of that, it's all of the mediums I think work really, really well together because it's promotion. You can, you know, do use like Facebook or whatever for call outs if you want people for stories and things. I, I still think it, you know, I think they all work really well and really cohesively. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think social media has had any impact on you personally as a journalist? I think it makes me, it makes me a little bit more careful about what I post on a personal kind of level as well, knowing that, you know, there's certain elements of, life that are very public and there are very private and there can be some people out there that you know might not necessarily have the best intentions at heart and I, I know that you know there, there are people that have you know my friends that have had experiences where you know people have tried to go into this personal media accounts and find things and this that and the other and it is quite it's quite scary that you know we are in a day and age where you know people will violate privacy and things like that 
So it does make me a little bit more cautious on on a personal level. And I think on a professional one as well, like there's, you know, it might be car crashes or things that you're at that, you know, if you, you know, there's been times where people, not necessarily myself or not necessarily in the state or in the country, have posted pictures and things like that. And that's how family members have found out they've lost their loved ones and things like that. It's It adds like an extra level of complexity and, and thought before you do post anything related to anything really exactly yeah Yeah. have you seen anything in your career so far that has impacted you as a woman or do you believe it improved before you began I think you know doing what I do I think is a real privilege like I'm literally paid to talk to people and share their stories and you know find out what's important to them and a lot of the things that I've, I've done and I've covered and even things that I've seen, it makes me really grateful for the experiences that I've had. Like I am quite privileged in, you know, some ways and there's no way that I'll pretend otherwise. I've, you know, I've covered, you know, stories like things that pop up to me. Um, the Tamil family returning home to Biloela, that's something that's going to stick to me for the rest of my life and understand that you know, there's, there's, there's times of where I was born and situations I was born into gives me so much more privilege than, you know, other, other people who've had to fight so much more for, you know, what they want and what they believe in. I don't know. I think a lot to do with, you know, my job a lot is on camera and there's a lot of people that perceive you in a certain way because they see you look a certain way and there's those expectations I've had not recently, but in the past, uh, emails have come through being like, oh, who dressed that girl? She looked awful. Or what oh happened God. to her hair? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, we all, we all have bad hair days or, you know, we might wear something that, you know, in hindsight mightn't look that way. But you know, there's, there's been those emails that come through. More, more for presenters, I found in my experience than, you know, journos that pop up, you know, once or twice a week. But there's still always that there and it's not, necessarily the same for the men I found that I think there's you know there's multiple emails from my time and tv back home that popped to mind about you know saying a certain shade of lipstick didn't suit them or they looked like they raided their grandmother's wardrobe oh my god you know things like that but I can't think of a, a single the only one I can think of is from a male perspective is when I was sports presenter and a weatherman wore matching ties and people picked up on that you know it's a double it's a double standard it makes me so sad really yeah yeah so obviously going off that do you in your experiences so far throughout your career have you seen any significant obstacles that women have had to overcome or have you had any personally I don't think so I think I'm really lucky that I I probably haven't and I know (laughs) Sharon pops into my head again I think I was only (laughs) re-listening to that the other day but you know, a lot of people, you know, there were times where women weren't, you know, in presenting roles or things like that or were just doing it in the background. There's, you know, women's rights progressively in my lifetime and in, you know, my mother's lifetime, for example, have grown so substantially. I think, you know, it's in TV particularly, you're more common to find a female on-camera journalist than you are a male. Back home, it's a female full-time presenter and a male fill-in and also male for sport and things like that but you know I I think that in some instances potentially you know this is just purely speculative because I've never flat out asked but it could just be that you know because I am a female I could be quite lucky in some perspectives over others I'm not sure if that's 
happened and I don't actually know if I want to know if that's happened mm. but I think that that's probably you know it has the potential to be a benefit for me if it hasn't already yeah mm. also so going off like the bad experiences have you had any major good experiences or ones that really stuck out in your career so far I met you guys <laughs> Bless. we kind of got thrown got into it. the deep end with that one all of us did with that one no, I think you know I think just and I don't necessarily think it's because of my, my gender in these cases like I've had some incredible experiences you know especially into being a very privileged um you can meet some incredible people you know I met Chris Hemsworth at the airport for work oh my you know, gosh. I got paid to do that which is yeah which I'm is so jealous cool. I hate you so much I, saw that and I nearly <laughs> cried <laughs> I yes. did cry trust me <laughs> But, you know, like there's things, there's crazy things that I've done, like helicopters and I've done, you know, like weird pieces to camera. Or I've had, you know, meerkats crawling all over me like I did with you guys. Certain things like that are really, really special. But, you know, there's sad things that have the impact too. Like you see, you know, people's houses when they've just been completely torn apart and then you have to share their story that night. You know, it's, you know, COVID. I was, you know, for, at one stage there, I think I did a live cross five nights in a row talking about you know we've had another person die or you know it's it's a really weird job yeah. yes <laughs> um, so weird so yeah so we know obviously as you mentioned before you've switched roles and a few times throughout your career and you've obviously moved states is there anything looking back at your career that you might have wanted to change about about the way it panned out yeah I think it'll probably go back to uni I know that like your school for example you've got these incredible experiences you can do podcasts there's internships there's things like that when I was at uni there was one potential internship experience that you could do you had to apply to the subject and then you get a two-week internship wherever it was so I did it in PR we've had a couple of friends went to different papers and things like that in the state that was really really hard I and that made it quite hard in a competitive market to try and find a position because you know, I, I would meet with my little, my still significant, but my little two-week internship would be up against, you know, graduated students that would be wanting to move to Tassie, for, you know, with having gone into different newsrooms or different PR agencies or things like that and had more of those experiences. So I think if I, if I had my time again, in, in hindsight, I would have probably pushed or, you know, tried to do more of those internships or even just to go into an office for a day and shadow someone, things like that. If COVID hadn't happened, I don't know where I would be or what I would have done. I like to think that I would have stayed where I was for quite, you know, a little bit more more than a year because I loved it. I loved it there so much. But I think, you know, if if I could have stayed at home in Tassie, I think I I would have done as well. But, you know, at a certain point, you have to push yourself for growth. And, you know, why not move 2,700 kilometres away to a place you've only ever seen on a map? There's probably no more getting out of your comfort zone than that no so do you believe that any significant women who have inspired you throughout your career no 100 percent uh name popped to mind immediately and that would be a lovely woman called joe palmer she was the i think she was the newsreader for seven taz or southern cross for nearly 20 years i remember actually watching the news as a little girl you know staring at her and being like oh my goodness I want to be just like Joe Palmer one day there are other you know little things like as a kid I loved to read and I loved to write and that was where I was creative but 
my initial want to my interest for journalism was to be just like Joe Palmer, which is quite funny when I tell her that now because she loves it. And I, you know, <laughs> I was so incredibly privileged that my first job as a journalist was, you know, working for the same company and having her as my newsreader. And then I could call her a mentor and, you know, a friend since. And I think that's so important for a lot of young women. They might see, you know, people for me, like it was Joe or for other people, they might see these, you know, these women on their TV screens or hear them on the radio or see their names in a byline and be like, my goodness, it would be incredible to be like them, you know, and they might not necessarily follow it as a career or anything like I did. But for me, I just, that was always something I so wanted to do and I was so interested in. And yeah, then I got to, you know, work under Joe and learn from her and have her offer me suggestions or tell me things weren't very good uh, for me. <laughs> you know they they weren't I wrote a story about um it's like a little teddy bear's picnic and she told me that I didn't you know she's a mom she has four kids and she's like you know you didn't use like today was the day the teddy bears had their picnic you know like little things little creative things that you know you might not necessarily have done so I, I'd say as far as inspirations go for me and my career it's 100% joe oh, that's and it's so amazing that you actually got to end up working with her in that experience mm. which is really cool yeah it's um i remember telling her that i never told her that until it was her farewell from the station she's now actually in politics but she was yeah i'd reach out i think she told me i shouldn't have done or something like that but it's <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's still something that's incredibly special for me. Yeah. What is the best piece of advice you have ever been given and who said it? My dad telling me I had a face for radio. <laughs> um, that's Dude, a joke, my dad that tells me that happen. all the time. My yeah. dad says, that. he goes, oh, God, you got a face for radio. I said, Dad, I've got your face, so I don't know what you're trying to say to me right now. <laughs> I tell my dad that at least I don't have his nose in that kind oh, of I do have his nose. Oh, you say, I fell into that. I have his nose. <laughs> I do so, have his nose. I think... I can't think of anyone in particular, like, you know, specific things, but I know just probably my grandparents just telling me to believe in myself a lot more. And I, I think that's something people say a lot, but it's not something people actually take on board because, you know, I never thought that, you know, I got told for so many years, different people, even a uni lecturer, that I'd never be a journalist and I'd never get here that's a whole nother story but you know I, I continue to believe in myself and I continue to try and, and here I am if you if you have that belief in yourself there's a lot of things like mind over matter people talk things like manifestation which is can be a little bit kooky but I genuinely believe like if you do put in the work and you do put out that you know that your vibe attracts your tribe is another one you know mm. you if you do those sorts of things you really can see a difference there I think that's you know, a, a lot of things as well. One, I can't remember who it was, but another person, I wish I could remember who it was, but it was another It was another female. I think it was actually, funnily enough, at Joe Palmer's farewell, said to not, and not in a bad way, but to not take myself too seriously, uh, which you girls know I absolutely don't. <laughs> but I, pro I probably should take myself a little bit more seriously. But a lot of the times if you you know in, in this kind of career if you are warm if you are friendly if you are personable and you know you admit that you're not perfect and you make mistakes that's where you a lot of the times can have the best conversations and you you know you interview people and you just make it like you're having a chat rather than you're fully interviewing them and getting questions and pinpointing them and you really can you know get the best stories out of it that way so I think 
yeah, believe in yourself and don't take yourself too seriously. Too seriously. Probably your best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Now to finally, last question to round off the show. Do you have any advice or tips for young women like us entering the media industry? Go for it. Yeah. I think, I think, okay, you know, I've said a lot of, well, not a lot of, but some of the negatives, like, you know, it's hard and it's challenging. And, you know, the hours, the hours can suck sometimes and there can be a lot of overtime and there can be a lot of stress, but there's nothing more rewarding. Even, you know, the, the hardest days that I've had and I've gone home and drunk a bottle of wine, don't do that, <laughs> uh, would also be my advice. But there is something good and there's something so beautiful that can come out of it. And, you know, whether you're working in production or in graphics or you're on camera or you're editing or any kind of position in the media industry there is something so beautiful and something so special about being able to do it i think advocate for yourself push for yourself try and take on try and say yes to as much as you can don't say yes to everything that can get you in trouble but try and say (laughs) trust me um try and say yes to as much as you can because if you say no you never know what could have come of it if you say yes to something and it doesn't go your way that's okay because you never would have known what would have happened if you said no it's very true well thank you so much for taking the time out of your very incredibly busy schedule to speak with us today (laughs) and we appreciate it a lot we have a lot we can learn from you and we're very grateful for all of the wisdom you've just bestowed upon us well thank Uh, you so much privilege thank you so much it's an honor thank you we would also like to give a special thanks to the university of southern queensland for their contribution to the show If you would like to keep up with Women Behind the Media, the podcast, for our new episode releases or any updates, please go and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Women Behind the Media. Thank you so much for listening. 